everybody and welcome to Lagging Behind episode 22. As you can tell, I'm not your favourite Geordie, nor am I even Northern, which gets pointed out enough. It's me, Laura, taking the seat because Squiggy is too busy, too lagging behind, if you will, with his uh, other duties of life to be here. So I'm taking over the whole seat, but fear not, after missing his first other episode, the long-awaited return of Slazer King isn't that long-awaited, because he's also here. Hey, it's me. Do you like how I pointed out you missed your first episode, Thank- long-awaited? Thanks. It's been, a, it's been a whole two weeks. Thanks, Lord. One episode. Uh, it's like, you know, I was having a mental breakdown, but you know, it's fine. Uh, no, no one will mock <laughs> me for missing one podcast in like a hundred. To be honest, I didn't know that the streak had been destroyed until Squiggy said it in the previous episode. I was like, yeah, he hasn't missed one before. I haven't missed the one on this. I didn't miss one on the other podcast we did five years ago. I was like, oh, no, it's, it's all coming down. You know what? They say the Undertaker streak ending was the you know biggest upset, but they haven't seen your podcast streak, to be honest. Exactly. I. R.I.P. But it's fine, because the new streak starts now. <laughs> Excellent. And you know how we're going to celebrate this new streak starting the same way we do every episode of Lagging Behind oh. with a classic what we've been playing. <laughs> and because there's only two of us, there's always more pressure. Have we actually been playing stuff that we don't normally play and actually have new things to talk about? And Slazo, guess what? You get to go first like old times because I've got, you know, faith in you. Thanks, what have you been playing? Thanks, Call of Duty and FIFA. No. Um, I have been playing, I've mainly been focusing on a core couple of games because I'm trying to get some, like, gaming goals and milestones out of the way so I can focus on shiny new ones. So, I've cleared the first act of Ghost of Tsushima. I finally finished exploring the entire first island and all the random little things on there. God damn, there's a lot. Like, it's a nice place to explore, but phew, it's big. I haven't played it, but I'm just going to go, game that was released in the last five years open world must be massive yeah a little bit soul destroying just get your vibe yeah it's that's the it's it's good fun i'm hoping it'll pick up a bit more now story-wise because the story in the first act is a bit flat and kind of just recruit people to go save this guy okay cool inevitable betrayal who saw that coming i mean if you if you played that game you didn't see that coming i'm rather worried but uh (laughs) The, the bit. Wait, I didn't see it coming. I haven't played it though. <laughs> I'm having. I'm still having fun with it. I think the problem is like I feel like, and I mentioned this on Twitter, that the gameplay is kind of running out of, if well, run out of interesting things to do. It doesn't help that combat is so frequent in that game. There was literally one point where I did like combat thirty seconds, like just riding on my horse. I'm not even like sprinting across the map, just galloping along with a steady pace. Oh, there's another combat. Thirty seconds later, another. Thirty seconds later, another. I chained like five or six together, and it gets very tiring very quickly because there's nothing really different about any of these combats. You just stand off, slip three people. Oh, he's got a spear into the thing that does good against spears. Slash, 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 slash. He's dead. You know, go it's weird, s- go it's- save the person who says the exact same thing and doesn't give me anything. They're like, here, take this. On to the next combat. Like, Just- I was going to ask, because obviously you've aimed to do Act 1, clear the whole area. Yes. Do you think that has affected your enjoyment? Because I'm going to talk about a game where I feel like playing it too much has affected my enjoyment. I've become a bitter old woman it's- towards it. But is- do you feel like that has sort of... like If you could just play it without thinking, I want to complete all this stuff. 
like there's so much to do, like this area and stuff do you maybe, feel like maybe I feel you, maybe if, i wouldn't have tainted it a bit i feel if i didn't do any of the side content firstly i'd be horrendously under leveled is what i've heard from other people who played and did just mainline the story fair and also there isn't that like so the story of act one is essentially only like six or seven missions so you could probably breeze through it in like five hours i would guess ah uh, okay so you wouldn't like maybe you'd be more into the characters because that's pretty much all you've seen but you'd also be like oh that's that's it huh i don't know as i say maybe you'll pick up in act two because we've now um spoilers you do the thing that act one is all about at the end of act one which is you free your uncle so uh now and he seems like because he's not like a nice pure good guy it would appear because he's very no don't don't do things the way you've been doing Jin that's bad and it's like I've killed ten thousand Mongols I I think I know what I'm doing buddy but <laughs> and like oh this person oh. helped you and just wants the reward of going home yeah no nah, she can help us out for a lot longer like uh, don't really like you kind of a dick uncle so uh, <laughs> yeah well. Uh, We'll see. As I say, may, may, it might pick up. I don't know if it will from a gameplay perspective. I don't. As I said, I don't feel there's much else it can offer at this point. I seem to have unlocked pretty much everything going. But uh, maybe the story. The story help. might be enough. That's yeah, I think story, story is a big turning point, especially for a game like that, because obviously there's so many similar games in the market, and I don't mean similar as in ninjas and all that stuff. I just mean open world slashy. Fighty, yeah. combat There's a lot to say for Open a good original story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could just stop there, but I think sometimes the good story is what the cherry on tops have to be with these sort of games yeah. to make them unique and stand out like an experience. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, so I've maxed out my season pass on Full Guys. So uh, season three is done, rank 40. I've surpassed 20 wins. I'm sitting at 21 wins. So I got that trophy. I've won all the finales now in the game, so that's Royal Fumble, that's Full Mountain, that's Hexagon, that's Roll Off, that's Fin Ice, and Jump Showdown. I have won all of them at least once. So I'm like, yeah, the new king of Fall Guys, except not really, because I've won 21 out of what, like thousands? <laughs> at least you got there though at I least did. you got there I did I'm happy with that and it also means now I get a month of not playing Fall Guys until season 4 launches that is true season 4 can't be that far away though because we at the 3.5 stage because that was yeah, the new say, stuff they added the other day I think that'll be mid-March to late March when season 4 launches so uh yeah nice but, uh, couple of weeks I did sure but you know it's enough time that I don't have to worry about that because that's like none of I'm not like if I didn't get a max pack thing on Fall Guys, I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be like, ah, this is the worst day ever. But uh, it's it's good to get it out of the way so I can focus on other games and not have that time restraint locked in. That is fair. Also, I feel like they extended it a bit when it hit 3.5 because it's whatever days went up. But, uh, also. Well, to be fair, I I also would point out that I actually feel like the uh, I can win crowns again, so I'm back playing it now, so we swap places. And uh, nice. so the last, the last thing I've been focused on with those two goals out of the way is I'm now trying to wrap up Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine, get the 100% on there. So I've got all the regular shines, by which I mean all the shines that appear as actual shine sprites in the game. So I've just got the uh, nightmarish collector font that the game has, which is that you need 240 blue coins to get the last batch. And there's like 30 per level and then 30 hidden about the various hub worlds and other stuff. And I'm getting there, I've passed 200, but we're at the point now where some of them 
I have no idea where they are, and my childhood brain is drawing empty. And I'm refusing to use the guide this time. I used the guide all the time as a kid when I played Sunshine, and I'm like, no, I'm, do I'm a big boy. I'm doing it myself. And boy, some of them are bastard hard to find. So, uh, currently scratching my head. I think I've got, like, two levels left with two blue coins in them each, and then one that I need to go through and get most of them in. So, fingers crossed I'll have that done probably by... Probably, hopefully, by the time this is airing, instead of the time this comes out, I should have... Oh, that's ambitious. I mean, that's... Ish. I mean, I'm not that far off. It's just a couple of play sessions. Assuming I figure it out. Uh, that yeah, that, I'll, I'll be that's screaming. the question mark. That I'll be screaming, going, Where's the last one? Where are you? <laughs> But, uh, wow. I'd say, I, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but yeah, some of them are well hidden, to put it mildly. So, uh, it's good fun. Anything else? No, that's that's it. As I say, my main focus has just been on knocking Ooh. these games out one by one. So, just those three. Yeah, so, I just need to finish off Sunshine. Uh, then I'll probably go back to Pathless, get the Platinum in that, uh, do some Pokemon stuff, and then, holy shit, I can finally go back to Persona. And that's I mean, the old Persona, not not the shiny new one that comes out in a week or two. <laughs> that's no, I was gonna say Ramble, no Rumble. I, I know this. Strikers. I know this. No, Strikers I is the new this. one. Royals the old one. Royal. Oh, so you're going back to Royal? Yeah. Okay. Bold. See you in 160 hours or whatever it is. No, no. That's, um, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it like I do a chapter and then I go off and do other games. Oh, and then I do you're a so organised. You're so organised. I'm so organised and people then rightfully point out I'm not finishing this game until 2025. But, you know, at least I won't burn out on it this way. <laughs> there, There is this. You know what? This feels a good uh, segue into my uh, what I've been say, saying. with the burnout. Out. <laughs> so, Burnout, <laughs> Paradigma. No. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, this is why I asked about Ghost because... When I talk about it, I sound like I don't enjoy it. But I did enjoy it. I think it's one of the best Assassin's Creed games in ages. There's so much to love about it. But I've... The shiny platinum caught my eye, Slazo. Or no. And Not trophy lust. Trophy lust is back for me. I And it's this game's fault. Because um, I finished the story. Amazing stuff. Cool. And then, obviously, you got juice from the side quest, which was fun. I was like, sure. And then... One trophy led to another trophy, led to another trophy, and I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of down to the last five-ish trophies to get, nice. which doesn't sound a lot. No, not nice because the trophies I have left are like, is is one of them like <laughs> the good old new game plus trophy where it's like, oh, no. I have to beat the whole game again. No, 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 okay. it's not that bad. Don't get me wrong. Right, so you got your basic. I got 100% complete the regions. That means find all the artifacts, find all the gold, do all the side quests in every region. That includes England and Norway, which isn't overly bad because they're marked on your map. Some of the side quests are a little bit finicky and they annoy me, but that's, they are doable with some effort. For an world, yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, if there's any gold stuff like puzzle some of them like artifacts of gold like how would i get that it's not behind this door i can't find an angle to break open all that stuff you know there is google so i don't have to waste Jeez. a lot of time if Jeez. i really don't. Nah, i play, don't play care this <laughs> this game is over 100 hours okay <laughs> <laughs> right so and i've done a lot of them um then it's um win all the orlog get orlog i think that's how you say it, the uh dice game that's in the game you gotta win and beat all the champions there's 17 in total i believe 16 or 17 so i've done a few of them because i enjoy the game but i just enjoy the game it's not 
you necessarily that I'm winning. So I've got to do some more. But that's like traveling around doing all them games. That's, you know, it's not something I overly I enjoy, but I, when the pressure's on you to win, it takes away the fun dice bit of the game because I get annoyed. Right. So, right? Makes sense. It's some of the opponents hard, okay? Um, what else I have left? The is one trophy I've... Just because it's a dice game and I've not played Valhalla. Is it like random? So is it R- up to RNG uh, or is there actual skill? I'd say the skill because it's like tactical. Okay. So basically you have charms and that you can earn... I want to call them lightning tokens. So that's what they look like to me, but that's probably a proper name. But you earn it by rolling and you've got like... You say there's like different dice that you roll to get so you roll and you'll have arrows and axes you can throw at your opponent and they they have stones that are health and if you do a clear hit without them rolling like defending themselves laid out it's like a whole thing like that but if you obviously time it and see which type of armors they're playing you can obviously find ways to get your damage through yeah it, it's a really visual game so it's hard to explain without sounding but it's weird. not just but anyway. roll dice and pray they're good no, okay. there is a bit of luck to it because obviously you want to roll the right things, and that's like any dice-based game. It's not like I, when I press X to roll, it's not like I can tactically try to roll for something because I am just pressing X and hoping for the best. But I then got to make the best of what I roll and be tactical that way. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, got to do all them. But there's one that's putting me off playing the game because there's one where you have to defeat two. Heavy guards, like, who have got to be over-leveled with the skull difficulty. So basically, reset my skill points a little bit so I'm lower level than them, then try and kill them. But I have to kill two... I think it's three. It might be two or three. I think it's... I'll say three. But you have to kill three of them without damaging the shield that they have. They have a giant shield. And you have to then get the final kill on them while you're on fire. So it's kind of hard. And, uh, yeah. So that's putting me off because I feel like I could do the other ones, but then I'll get even more annoyed because I'll be left with just that trophy to get. But yeah, that's frustrating me. So I'm going to move away from Valhalla now and point out I've done some Call of Duty because shooty shooty, but bang bang. Um, so, I've got so basic. Okay, I've got okay. Thank you. I've got a little bit better. I've got some positive kill death ratios now. It's a pleasant surprise that I've got good. The more you play it, the better you get. Surprising that. Um, I also did some Fall Guys. Won some crowns. I actually feel like I'm getting good at Fall Guys again. So, amazing. Watch out. I might actually go get the 20 wins because I seem to, every time I play one session, I at least get a winner session now where I had a little period after returning from season one where there would be times when I wouldn't get, you know. I thought you had more wins than me, so that's surprising. I'm going to be honest. No. I tell you what, (laughs) I get to a lot of of finals. Um, I know it's... I, I feel I could be like the runner-up, sort of. It's you know always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yes, that's but in the my context of yeah, yeah, that's how I'd go. I feel that's a relatable experience. Um, I also play some FIFA because you know, basic. But here you go, Slazo. Okay. Prepared for it. I got. I went played and played Volta. and finished. I did play some Volta. How did you know? Holy shit. Yeah, because there's a trophy I want, and I have trophy loss. <laughs> this is what I meant about. Okay, I'm trying to get my percentage of completions up because you're going to listen to why in a minute. But um, yeah, there's a voter. Get your voter avatar ranked up to ninety, and I did debut in that. And you basically and do the little story mode, and which is quite short, and that gets you to eighty four anyway. So I'm only a few games off getting up to ninety because every so many games you get a skill point, you add it, and then you like level up. So I'm quite close. So 
So I thought, you know what, I'll play some Volta and get this trophy because it's quite rare and gives me a lot of points on true trophies. Um, yeah, that's how I've gone there. But on on the whole point of trophy lust, yeah, it started with I just wanted to finish another game because I didn't want my PS5 to be overwhelmed. The storage is quite small, you'll know this. Um, but I just obviously it's actually been that a few months time. yet. How much you fi- oh right, no, you you put COD on it, yeah, and FIFA. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, yeah. All right, the basic games, they big boys, right? So, um, but also I started Bug Snacks when it was coming out when we got it for PS Plus first thing, and I was like, you know what, I want to go finish the story of Bug Snacks. I want to finish it. Not only did I finish it, Slazo, when I got the platinum. Hot damn! Because trophy lust. Also, by the time you do all the story, if you sort of like, you're quite close to the platinum anyway. Yeah. But it does mean that there's been five dedicated PlayStation 5 games in my PS5. And I've completed two of them with the Platinum. Same, I believe. Uh, same as me. Two PS5 Platinums currently. Yeah, Astro and Bugsnap. So I I'm close Astro to... like Miles. Go on. Which is, I mean, I'm sort of closing... Like I said, Assassin's Creed, I could technically get it. I'm on 80-something And like I said, some of them are doable. And then I'm looking at FIFA going, oh, I could, I could get close, but I don't think I could get you. Oh, I was like, no! I don't want to be there. Like, so yeah, I'm in Fallout. But I will say, Bug Snatch <laughs> Snacks is absolutely delightful. I really enjoy playing it. And honestly, it might go down as one of my favourite games I've ever got through PlayStation Plus. I'm not just saying that because it gave me the Platinum Trophy up. But I'm saying that because <laughs> I'm saying it because I genuinely enjoyed the humor, the creepiness of it. It's a game where you play, go in with like not expecting anything, and it will sort of capture your attention at the very least. So yeah, I um thought I'd mix it up this week, and you know, I actually played something different and got a platinum trophy. <gasps> is, I know, is there any reason why you've suddenly gone, man? I need I need two trophies. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, mean, I heard you mentioned two trophies. So. Yeah, basically, they emailed you at end of year recap or whatever they did in December. And that got me to renew. I couldn't remember my password, so I did read on and I got back in. And then I was like, ooh. And then I think since then, they've been, in, they've been in my head rent-free for a couple of months. And especially with lockdown and not having much to do. And I was like, oh, I might as well try and get the trophy. And then next thing you know, I'm checking true trophies, see if that was a rare. Oh, I'm just... You know, see your, I've even set you're the number goals one on for the, the podcast, years. I see. So. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're ahead of me. On, guys. But I think you've been ahead of me for a long time on that. Yeah, yeah. I actually did look, and you've completed thirty. Oh, this is so creepy! How bad my last score. I actually did. You're only allowed to set three goals. I might change one, but I did think <laughs> of doing a competitive goal with you for the end of the year, right. which was completed games because your completed games is quite. Nice. And like I said, it's because originally it? when I got my PlayStation 5, well, you got 35. I mean, there's other people we know have 85 and stuff. Don't, don't get ahead of yourself. I just meant compared to me. Okay. Um, game, you're on 35. I've just hit 25. And I'm like, complete more games than Slay So. I'm, I'm minus 10. I could do it. And then overtaken by the end. I was like, I've been working this out. I'm like, oh, that would be impressive. I think it's all sort of come back to me because when I got my PS5, I wanted it to be like, I don't want a huge backlog. Yes. My PS4 backlog got out of hand. I didn't like how out of hand it got. I don't want to spend money and then not make the most of these games. So I'm being quite, I do this, play this, and actually get the most out of everything I purchase. I do not want you to say the C word to me about the PS5, though. Um, that would be Cyberpunk. Um, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, but I will go play more Cyberpunk. Don't worry, I will force myself. But, um, Trust me, yeah, I, I'm of trying... all people, am in no position to critique people yeah. online games. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's fair. But like I said, I want to be in, on top of my backlog this time. I want to be on, you know what I'm doing. Don't feel like I'm yeah. just wasting money and stuff. And then by the time I play it, the game's worth like 50p. And if I just waited to buy it and I would have got it cheaper well, uh, and all that stuff. So I'm trying the, to be like that. The, and that's led to me to get the trophy thing. Yeah, the whole price thing is going to help as well. Like, um, as we were recording this uh, very recently, we are like, Ratchet's coming out in June. I was like, yeah, not paying 70 quid for it. So I get to play that in like, not at launch. So that helps yeah, with the backlog. I, yeah, exactly. And like, you just, like I said, I want to be on top. I like having all my games installed. I could put in my external hard drive for my PS4 stuff on it and move that across and stuff like that. Because there was stuff at launch, but then apparently it's all working that now. So, But I just kind of feel nice being on top of it. So that's what I'm aiming to. Because I don't like deleting games and feeling like I have to reinstall them, which is then like, oh, I could get that trophy. So I'm going to get it now and then I can. Yes. That's where I'm at. It, but, um, uh... Get, get it all out the way and then you never have to think about it again anyway that's what we've been playing that's my trophy last about how i've turned into Gollum from lord of the rings but for trophies obviously not for a ring um but yeah so should we move on to on this day which when this podcast goes live it's february 16th which feels crazy to me Shrove for some tuesday get your pancakes out boys and girls I hate pancakes uh, what I, I really hate pancakes can I point out though, because this is a video you, game you're podcast. You're not the power well. of positivity, Laura. This is <laughs> right. betrayal. <laughs> I don't like pancakes, but I tell you what looks good in video games, but more often than not, pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> they always look. I think video games uh, from a young age ruin pancakes for me, because you know what I mean? The golden brown with the little butter on top that looks perfectly melted. Ah, oh, the animation of pancakes in video games. Mwah, spot on. The real things, dry. Don't like them. Wow. Wow. Um, and it also makes me, life is strange. A nice little pancakes or that's, the, that's American pancakes, though. I'm on about like our our style of pancakes, which are essentially just crepes. Yeah, I don't like. They're, they're the worst type. Yeah, if, I, if I was ever, we, we're not doing. If I was there. ever, <laughs> yeah, if I was ever going to be converted, it'd be by like, the American ones that look good. Anyway, <laughs> aside from pancakes, <laughs> on the February 16th, this day has we're historically been good to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's been historically good to us for video games. I'm just going to carry on. Uh, started in 1995. Uh, Ristar came out for the Mega Drive. And I know you were pretty enthusiastic about this game being mentioned. Oh, thanks, Laura. Just out mm-hmm. me, why don't you? Um, I will just out you. Thanks, Bay. Uh, yeah, Ristar. I, no, so for the most part, I wasn't even playing games in 95. Like, I was still Goo Goo Gaga. The whole square peg goes in square hole. Yes, I've done it. Bit of a slow, oh, bit of a slow learner, weren't you? I don't remember what I was doing at four, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I was not hope. games. Um, oh no, maybe comment whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I so I first started playing my style when it got released on the uh, Virtual Console on the Wii back in the day, and I was kind of interested by it because uh, I hadn't really heard of my style before then. Thought, oh no, this looks kind of fun. I'll give this a whirl. And it's kind of enjoyable. Um, if you don't know what Ristar is, it's kind of uh, when they were originally kind of prototyping Sonic and figuring out what they were going to do, like different gameplay ideas and such. One of the original ideas was kind of the uh, stretchy arms and kind of stretchy limbs style thing. Uh, they have, uh, yeah, they dropped that in the end, and obviously, you know, where Sonic became an international sensation and Ristar has one game. So I think they chose right. But, uh,. I really like Ristar, so yeah, again, a lot of it is kind of, it has stretchy limb stuff, um, part of me wants to say, like Rayman, except Rayman is more ghost limbs than anything, but, uh, 
it's just a solid, fun, classic retro platformer with a lot of like funky music and interesting levels that are more about kind of music and space levels and such rather than just here's the ice level, here's the lava level, hey. So yeah, I just, I really enjoy Rice as a platformer. It's uh, something kind of different and kind of cool and not something I ever expected to like enjoy and play a lot of, but yeah, and part of me wishes that uh, that one had become the the big Sega guy and not Sonic, but you know, that's life. Rice Star the movie with Jim Carrey. Imagine yeah, it now. Nah. I Sonic oh. Sonic the movie's cool. I am not gonna <laughs> complain about Sorry, that. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to moan about it. I enjoyed the movie too. Looking forward say, to the yeah, sequel. I was gonna say well, looking forward to Jim Carrey in the sequel. We'll see how the rest goes. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Right. Um You're, are you saying Jim Carrey the... wasn't the best part of Sonic the movie? <laughs> I really like James Marsden, but let's not get into this. Okay. <laughs> but also coming out on this day was uh, Final Fantasy Nine. I got this right. PlayStation. Uh, obviously, it's what came out in 2001. It came out in UK, Germany, and France. Some nice European countries or countries that are now formerly of the EU. What up? Topical. I was going to say, we're still um, European, Laura. We're just. I know. Continent. <laughs> we're just not in the EU. We're leaving the continent. I get it. Fire up the jet <laughs> you know, propulsion engines, lads. Can, can I point out to you? Can I point out to you that yes. I think if some people would, if they could. So maybe don't put that energy into the world. <laughs> we would never get political on this podcast. Fuck Brexit. But, Carry on. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Final Fantasy Nine. You got any memories of this? Because I'm not, you know, notoriously no, not no, a Final no, Fantasy I've, fan. That, really? Ne- never would have guessed. Um. I've not played a lot of FF Nine, partly because it has the longest load times I think of any Final Fantasy game. It's like here's combat. Thirty seconds later, combat start. Like, oh no. But um, it's it's certainly got a charm to itself, and it's certainly um, if you so if you don't know what Final Fantasy Nine was, uh, it was basically kind of Square Enix were more harking back to the older Final Fantasy, so the original kind of stuff after having gone very kind of emo slash um, environmental slash steampunk, I guess, sort of for uh, seven, eight, and eight. Seven and eight were very different to the Final Fantasy that came before them, basically. So nine was more going back to the old era of black mages and thieves and all that fantasy goodness. And again, I've barely played it, so I'm not going to be able to give you a fair opinion on it. I know it's kind of the cult favourite for a lot of Final Fantasy fans, so it's never the one that's resonated the most with sales, but it's the one that probably has, like... I would say maybe like the highest percentage of people who've played it who enjoy it out of all the Final Fantasies. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something I do want to try someday on a platform where it doesn't have load times for days. So after those two high profile, I say Rise Star. I mean, I've recognised the name Randon, even though I didn't know much about it. But you know, they're high profile. Final Fantasy, never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? But um, Rumble Roses come out for the PlayStation 2 in 2005 or 8. This was one Laura this? was very keen to talk about, <laughs> folks. She was like, we're talking about this one. I was like, all right, Laura. Do you, you want to know why? Because of basically the titty, the game... Laura. Because of the titty. No! No! That's not why. Because it uses the same engine as uh, Uke's 2003 WWE Smackdown Here Comes the Pain, which is a classic. Man, what an <laughs> alternate vision engine. for what WWE games could have been, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, this it basically... The thing is, it was a good engine and they made this game, but I just kind of forget that games like this happened where it is just generally selling it though it's like it's a whole female roster of wrestling characters 
and back in the day when you could get away with being horrendously perverted and horny on main. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's mud wrestling in this as one of the main yes. modes, and there's even a. Well, I've just looked this up because I I didn't ever play it effectively. I played, you know, the WWE game. But um, I looked up the story and I just wanted to mention it for the sole reason I didn't know there was a story. And when I found out what it was, I was like, you know what? WWE got nothing on Rumble Roses. The story for said game was a mad scientist disguised as a nurse holds an international women's wrestling tournament and brainwashes and takes DNA samples from the participants to create super soldiers. And now if that hasn't sold it to you, oh don't know whatever will. Yeah. Yeah. So um I I I've never played this. I I saw what this was trying to be. So you know, I'm I'm good. Thanks. So you're welcome, but I just want to point out you just don't see games like this anymore. That's all I'm saying. Well, No, but I just wanted to point out. Oh. Just want to point out. Let's get a secret. Right. Uh yeah, Rumble Roses XX. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. All right. Someone knows a little too much there. But, anyway, right, it's, it's um, fine. If you if you want your horny games now, just go play Dead or Alive and get all the DLC and play the volleyball one where they're all in skimpy outfits on the beach. There you go. Okay, moving away from something more wholesome that came out on this day. Like I said, there's a lot that were notable. Ace Attorney. How dare you? <laughs> I'm ignoring you. Ace Attorney investigates Miles Edgeworth, for the DS in 2010. Um. You, Laura, I just, you I love are it. a big uh, Phoenix Wright Ace fan. Attorney fan. Yeah, I mean, this is the fifth game that was released. I had to go double check this stuff. Four or five, I think. And, yeah, and then it was set a month after the third game. This is where, the, you know, timelines. But you uh, get to play as Miles, the prosecutor, instead of, you know, shouting objection at him. I got to go around a crime scene with Miles Edward, who, got to be honest... More than meets the eye if you played the game. A lovable guy, despite his, you know, he's portrayed as like the antagonist in the first one, definitely in this game. It's because uh, yeah. in the first one. <laughs> well, he is a little bit, but once you get to know more about it, don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> um, point and click classic adventure game, more of the same that you've loved the Ace Attorney series for. I don't understand why you've not played this, Lazo, because it should be very up your logic. Puzzly, cross examinate, just fun. I, Good I, story. I couldn't tell you. The DS was not short of cool, fun, interesting games to play, so I guess I just never got around to Ace Attorney. Okay. I mean, I'm a little disappointed, but um, yeah, good to remember that. Wouldn't mind more in the future. Just saying. What up? I like, more Ace... Just, give me, just keep giving me Ace Attorney and Dagger Romper content. I'll be that person. More? Are they not making more Ace Attorney? No, they, they probably are, but I'm not up to date. I'm lagging behind. Yes! Hey. Yeah, fell into my trap. Thank you. Thank you. Like anyway. Already. It might be on sale right now. <laughs> Alright, anyway, we're going to move away from uh, some sophisticated action and move back into the fighting <laughs> genre. <laughs> okay. Um, Street Fighter V come out for PS4 in the US and on Windows via Steam in 2016 on this day. Big Street Fighter fan? No. Street Fighter V. Uh, no, I don't think I played five. I played four, a version of four back in the day. And, you know, I like some of the characters, but I am fucking awful at this game. And I couldn't be bothered to spend the 50 hours to learn it so uh i, I appreciate street fighter but it's not something i'll ever probably get into good news is i played this game hey. in a base roster with a character called laura in it that wasn't the reason just the thought it was a nice is. one La- is laura the oh, 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 oh. one 
remember correctly. I would rather just be referred to her as a Brazilian fighter. A oh, bit of no, I've got it completely wrong. That's not yeah. Laura. Yeah, Laura Matsuda. Yeah, okay, I remember now. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Don't understand why you went with that. I went for a different character who I thought was called Laura, but no, I got that one. Yeah, right. but I'm, I'm wondering why. I'm wondering why you looked at the, oh, 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 character and thought well, that sounded more like Mickey Mouse. Well, no, because I thought that was the character called Laura. If I thought Sakura no. was Laura, I'd have been like, oh, no. it's the high schooler. <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been bad. Um. <laughs> anyway, I agree with you. I enjoy Street Fighters fighter games. I respect what they do. But you won't see me regularly being invested in that because it's such a uh, game you have to sort of be really... I'm never going to be really good at it. No, all the combos of that. Just a bit of fun. Um, who'd, who'd you main? Yeah. Was it Laura? Did you main Laura? It was, it was Laura, just because cool. it was... I was no, learning. That's nothing but... wrong. I think I mained Cammy back in the day. That's fair. That's fair. Right, I'm going to round off the On This Day segment because I can already hear Squiggy somewhere with a cricket bat threatening me. Um... He's not here, Laura. You can do whatever you want. He will find out. Um, Bayonetta 2 come out 2018 for the Switch, US and Ireland. Oh, talk of squeaky games. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, this is the ultimate squeaky game in Bayonetta 2. I mean, have you played it, Slazo? No, I think I own the Wii U version somewhere. (laughs) Wow! We just own the games and don't play them. We, we, I own the games and don't play them. You're good at that, Laura. You actually play Oh, when you said... when you said we, I just went we as in W-I-I. Oh, I meant we. We you, not we. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. same thing. I mean, hey, I do want to give Bayonetta a try. Like, it's meant to be one of Platinum's better series. And I think, if I remember from Squeeze past comments, he just talked about how he button mashed because he's doesn't get Bad. Platinum games. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if my hack and slash, in fairness, if someone said, I'm playing a hack and slash, and then followed it up, I button smashed. Part of me would be like, but, like Platinum like puts all these combos and intricate systems in there and scoring mechanics and everything. Like he he wouldn't have button smashed his way through Metal Gear Rising, I think. I mean, have you? I don't think you've seen Squeaky Plays the Metal Gear series I where have, he's not as good as he says. I have not. Which means he might. Where could no. I watch that? <laughs> oh, plug for him. Where could I watch uh, uh, that? Squiggy plays on Twitch, and he does his Metal Gear series, currently on number two, and he eventually gets to uh, Rising, where we can see that he um, button smashes. Hey. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, let's see. I, one day, I'll probably get the banner. I keep... I think I've got it in my Switch wish list because, obviously, Bayonetta 3 is coming out at some point, I think, unless it's already out, in yeah. which case, boy, I look like an idiot. But, uh, hopefully, they'll release, like, a trilogy pack or something, considering I don't think you can get copies of one and two on switch anymore non-digitally i mean that's fair i'm just i was just double checking that bayonetta 3 isn't out that's, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I, I genuinely couldn't I remember if it is or not it's i know it's like one of the ones that was like yeah but now like corona and the lack of nintendo directs have made it very hard to know what's happening with nintendo at times the fact yeah the fact i've put up um, the web, like, and it's like, yeah, pre-order now, so there's no date. Hey. I was like, this all mixed thing, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for it. There's articles going, has it been cancelled? I was like, that doesn't sound good. But it hasn't, according to that, it's still pre-ordered. Yeah. So. Anyway, we're going to move away from on this day, and I can't wait for this segment, because I'm very excited for this. Slazo is doing a game on trial. I mean, he's never played an Ace Attorney, so I don't know how well this will go. What up? Um, well, Slazo... Okay. That's a segue, what, uh, I guess. Thank you. Oh, don't, don't do, you know what? I am the only voting party here, so I would start being nicer. But, um, 
What game are you putting on trial for me to decide whether to save or, I don't know, jail it, apparently? I, I don't know how this system works. But yeah, games on trial. We haven't done one of these in a hot minute. So, what better game to do than the game that is actually on trial right now? EA slash Bioware's Anthem. Yeah, do you do you do you remember Anthem, Laura? Back when that came out, oh, twenty years I ago, remember. or whatever I it actually was. I, 2019, February 22nd. We're nearly at the anniversary. Oh my God! Wow, two years, two years later. It doesn't help that I searched Anthem to check this, and it's just given me. Here's what an Anthem is. Thanks, Wikipedia. You're the best. Very nice. I mean, I will never forget Anthem. Two reasons: the I trailer when it was originally showed was noticeable and sort of like a point talking point of said where a conference or wherever it was shown i just remember going oh play 2017 i think it was like oh bioware doing something new and i like bioware mass effect dragon age you know at that point they could do no wrong well i know okay i don't know i don't even want to think i don't (laughs) want to go back to when those were similar times but um obviously that was something i was like oh okay well they're doing okay and then uh, the other thing is because you brought it on launch, pl- uh, launch day I and did. that is a bloody I... joke with everyone because we were all like, the reviews are terrible, what are you doing? And then for the next, I'd say about three months, we were like, it's dropped in price, dropped in price. <laughs> hey, Slazo, it's dropped in price. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I paid £50 for Anthem, cute jokes here. It didn't review terribly, it just reviewed averagely. But uh, I'm saying terribly compared to the hype. Okay, that's fair, I'll give you that. So, yes, if you've not played Anthem, and I don't blame you, uh, it's basically in, think of a so if you think of Destiny and Division kind of looter-shooter style games, that's kind of the best point of comparison to start off with Anthem, except Anthem's combat is much more in line with say Warframe, if you've ever played that. So instead of like controlling a soldier or a militant or anything like that, you're actually in like a mech suit of armour they call them javelins in the game and basically you're dashing around in the open world fighting uh you could be fighting enemy factions of like i think there's a psychic faction there's uh just another like militant faction and there's also the local wildlife so a whole bunch of bugs and creepy crawlies to fight so a lot of people shit on anthem because at the end of the day it is kind of very much like what destiny and division were when they first launched but without the redemption arc that came in the following years of Destiny and Division launching and becoming like much bigger and better games, especially in their sequels. Instead, Anthem just stuck at that base point. But, don't get me wrong, is it a £50 game? No, but if you just treat it as a budget standard shooter, it's actually pretty fun. Flying around on your javelin is ultra cool and something that you don't really get to do in like almost all kind of shooting games like that. Like being able to jet around the world, dive full, uh, kind of a lot. There's a lot more mobility in it. So I especially took one of the uh, highly mobile mechs. So I was dashing in the air, dodging, and doing a lot more mobility in combat than you would in, say, a Halo or a Call of Duty or anything like that. Overheating drove me up the fucking wall. I wish they took that out or made that much less effective so you could actually have a lot more fun with the flying. But, you know, what have you. That's something that could have been bug fixed and wasn't. But uh, yeah, so first of all, I love the movement and kind of that kind of element of the combat. Uh, I also really love exploring the open world. I feel that the open worlds in a lot of these games can be a bit disappointing. 
So Destiny, for example, was like one where we're like, it's a big open world. It's not. They're smallish levels and they're not that great to be around in. Uh, Division does it a bit better, but in the end of the day, you are just walking around a city at Christmas. Where oh shit we should have done that in Christmas games. Um, <laughs> Love it. Two months later. Two months like, later. Mine, yeah, that'll be like look for that callback in like twenty episodes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Anthem's open world, however, is a, like a lot more lush, a lot more verdant because you're essentially exploring the countryside and the wilderness as opposed to cities and bleak, war-struck planets. So there's a lot more kind of intrigue to that, and it also ties in a lot with more. So part of the game is discovering the secrets of the ancients and such. Don't get me wrong, that's a well-trodden territory for a lot of these kind of open-world style games, but in Anthem, and because of the way the open world is designed, you actually do lean into that. You might well discover, like, this interesting cave and get a little bit of lore, or you get to, like, a nice little bridge and there's a nice little lore piece saying, oh, in the 15th century, this was a great turning point for such and such. It feels like I can get a little bit more invested in the world than I can in, say, Here's Mars, but it's been blown up a bit, and there's a space marine. So, I really enjoyed that. I didn't mind the main story. I think the cat, the core cast are kind of alright, especially the story with your um your psychic Esper friend. Uh, so, a little bit of lore is essentially uh, usually your parts pairs, so you have yourself in the javelin going off fighting things. And then, like, a psychic expert person who kind of monitors the environment and lets you know, oh, shit, things are coming or things are happening and communicates with other people for you. Kind of neat. But you've got his arc of him feeling kind of underuseful and really wanting to be a pilot himself and kind of, like, trying to do his best and then being overshadowed as you join some of your old friends to kind of slowly turning to the dark side and you can see this gradual change as he's then manipulated by one of the enemy factions uh, because they give him the chance to actually pilot and be awesome in a javelin, which you never did. It's an interesting story. It's got like some redemptions and some other stuff, and it sets the plane nicely for future stuff that never happened. But so uh, I, I kind of enjoyed the main story. Don't get me wrong, the side stuff again. It... But uh, the main story is kind of fun, and I think the shooting is relatively satisfying. You get a lot of different abilities and stuff you can put onto your javelin. And a lot of that kind of changed elementally as well. I feel, I'm not sure how much Destiny's leaned into this over the years because I only really played Destiny 2 in like the first year one, as it were. But uh, there's a lot of kind of stuff like you can combine poison and other nasty little effects to really help you against, and they're all good and bad against the different enemy types. For example, you're not going to be poisoning the bugs that much because they're already poisonous. But uh, against the psychic guys, oh boy, that's going to work a treat. And you can go and combine that because you've got like poisonous grenades, you've got like javelin style shooting star things that bounce around and ricochet. There's a whole bunch of different weapons so you can have like super powered single shot snipers or rapid fire or shotguns or whatever. All that kind of stuff you expect to see in a looter shooter. I, and that's the thing, at the end of the day the core gameplay loop, it's not brilliant, it's not necessarily as satisfying as the gunplay in Destiny or as varied as the gameplay in Division. But as a st- if you just treat it as like a standard fun shooter, especially with all the mobility stuff and being able to fly around, it's alright. I'm not telling you to go out and spend £50. That was dumb. But you do see it these days, usually on sale for like 5 to £10. And for that price, fuck yeah. As a budget game, it's a great little shooter that you can while away like 8 to 10 hours in and ignore a lot of the open world slash games as a service microtransaction trimmings. It's kind of fun at that core base and I do genuinely feel that if it had gone down the same path of Destiny and Division 
with these gradual updates and expansion releases and such, that now, two years out from its release, it would be a fun game that people looked at in the same light as like, yeah, that's had a cool redemption story. Instead, as has happened, EA has killed it because EA are fucking bad at managing games. And now, this week, we find out if Anthem Next is going to happen. And I'm going to be honest, I doubt it. Uh, so, yeah, I feel Anthem is a solid core of a game that gets a lot of shit. But in many ways, to me, it's kind of like what Destiny and Division were at the start. Some good ideas, not perfectly executed. And that if it had had the same love and support, it would have gone places. So, yeah, Anthem's alright. I had fun playing it. I'll probably get the platinum on it one day. Okay, bold. Uh, I just need to clarify some things, uh, if you don't mind. Fair. So right. basically, what you, what you're saying, you wouldn't you right the current state that it's in now after all the updates and no where updates. it's got to. That's the problem. Okay, no, okay, but basically, <laughs> I meant the updates originally were fixing. I think there was a few glitches on. I feel there was a bit of glitch moaning. Was this not? Have I just misremembered? Uh, that I don't recall glitches. It was more just balance complaints more than anything with people. Originally I feel like watched. that was. Yeah, but that was something that's been sorted since. So yeah, basically, that's, that's on... the thing that's been in Destiny all that. I mean, remember uh, yeah. the loot cave in Destiny? Hey. Yeah, I do. I mean, so basically, not like expansion updates, but like those sort of tinkin' tail, yeah. like fresh coat. Basically, even with that on it, you still would say it's not a fifty-pound game. No, but again, okay. I what game is realistically worth fifty? No, like, no, you, I get that. I mean, I w- I'd be hard pushed to say if the original Destiny or the original Division were fifty-pound games. I would. Yeah, they. I would say I wouldn't regret paying that much for them. I mean, I would say like there are games out there I'd say are worth fifty if you put the hours and get them. I think Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla for me is like I can't the amount yeah. of content in it um, and stuff like that. But fair enough, noted. So five to ten, you're saying good value and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into like like a great like. Oh, would I pay twenty? No, 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 would d- I pay twenty? No, 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 no. Like, I don't want that. I just yeah. needed. But what okay, it, what it and retails also, for now, generally, yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> so, would you say it's a must play in your book, must or is play, it just yeah. a case? <laughs> okay, so you're not, not helping going me with that <laughs> Yeah, so I'm basically saying. Is it something that you feel people will have a unique experience with, or do you feel that market, everything, all its good ideas that it does have, have now ended up in, say, something else, or they're not worth just going out of your way to play this game? Let's say time's my issue, not money. Uh, in that case, I would. So basically, as I mentioned, it's closest competitor, at least to me. Uh, other people feel, if you're listening to this episode, you can think of other ones, feel free, let us know on Twitter. But uh, to me, Warframe is probably its closest point of comparison. But obviously, bear in mind that Warframe is a free-to-play game, so it comes with a lot of the kind of... You need to put a lot of time into that to get the cool rewards. And don't get me wrong, Warframe shows completely how far you could have gone with this, and I wish it had. But if you just want, like, a standard, like... Eight, say, you like, you play Call of Duty for the campaign each year, and that's kind of what you're after, just a standard 8-12 to 12 hour campaign that you can have some fun in. Like, yeah, there's some characters and cool, that's a neat story. But at the end, you just want to shoot some things and have fun. To me, Anthem does that, and to me, Anthem offers a different enough experience because of the whole javelin, flying, mobility stuff that you just don't necessarily see in a lot of -of run-of-the-mill shooters. I had fun playing Anthem. Like, I went back to Anthem like a year after it came out to finish it, and I had fun with that. So, I don't regret that. That's fair. It's just... it's. In fact, I'm thinking whether this is a game that, if you stumbled across it, you'd probably enjoy it more at the price it currently is, <laughs> yeah, rather yeah. than one. 
Yeah, I didn't mean then. Understand, like, I understand everyone who bought into it at launch and were there, and especially with all the nonsense, like, there's 20 versions of it that you can play at different times, because, again, EA are hilarious. But, uh, so don't get me wrong, I'm not denying anyone who was disappointed with it on launch day. That's fair. But people were disappointed with Destiny on launch day, and people were disappointed with Division on launch day. People are disappointed with a lot of these games as a service on launch day. Generally, they have an arc where they redeem themselves, and from never got that. It's a point I'm making. That's this makes sense. See, I think you've argued your case. It's just, it's kind of like I don't know why it's not a similar game, but the vibe I get is the same feeling that I had towards. I'm gonna make sure I double check the name of this game. I believe it's called Home. It's not Homefront. Yeah, Homefront. Which was a. Do you remember Homefront? Very first person shooter. Yeah. It's a game that I remember it come out on its full price and I had nothing, wanted nothing to do with it. But then when I got it for a five and I just sort of stumbled across it, it was a pleasant experience. I didn't understand where a lot of the hate come from. Yeah. But that's because I played, you know, five quid for it. Yeah. But, like, the multiplayer stuff was rare receiving. I think some of it was thing, but it wasn't overly, like, loved it when not full price. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember it being a critical darling or anything. It was, like, mixed. But I feel like Anthem was maybe a little harshly true, but it's that sort of thing that when I played it with no expectation at a low price, I sort of was like, where, what, why is this game treated like the ugly cousin you don't want no one to know about? Yeah. Like, I feel, <laughs> this is what I feel, I feel like Anthem doesn't deserve the rep and the reputation that you mentioned it, you get booed based on what you've said. And at the same time, it's understandable how it got that way because like you said no updates no i'm I'm just i don't know whether i can spare it i'm like (sighs) this is a difficult one it's a difficult one slazo i'm trying to think of something you could ask to convince me and i'm just like i mean as i say i i like it for what it is and i feel that a lot of people especially because and don't get me wrong, yeah, it came out in 2019, so by the time it came out, we already had, like, Destiny 2 and Division 2, I believe, so kind of established at that point, and offering the experience this would have, you would imagine this would have in five years after they, you know, already learnt all the lessons and everything, but they didn't, because EA are the best, cough, but, uh, as I say, like, to me, for what it is, it's fine, I, again, don't pay £50 for it, God no, but it gets a lot of hate, like... and I just don't feel it's People hate on like... anything that isn't perfection, and it that's dumb. I feel like I'm gonna give it the I'm gonna give it a half verdict here. That's gonna be interesting. <laughs> As in, what I wanted, I don't want to send it to jail because I actually agree that it's harshly treated and stuff like that, and not as badly saying it is cheaper now and all that. I kind of want to give it like community service. <laughs> that's how I feel because of what it could have been and the way it hasn't been built on. It doesn't deserve to be let off the hook. Especially based on the hype and how what it could have been, but then on the flip side, the way it's treated and the way it's sort of poo pooed and it doesn't get any credit annoys me. So I feel like I want to issue it with community service, <laughs> and if they do come back and continue the series, you know, I'll set there's still an if, then they've got some making up to do. That's all I say. Yeah, as we all know, EA are well known for giving things a second chance when they've let them down the first time around. Okay, oh, I wait, feel like no, that's a... they killed them, dead. You had a good run, Bioware. You tried. 
You know what? I don't like to. I don't like to comment on Bioware because it makes me think of Mass Effect, okay? And this would be another, if I'm going on that, another strike. But the thing is, right, I feel I feel Anthem is something they probably regret themselves because it could have been another outlet for them and franchise to really have something all the time. Because Dragon Age and Mass Effects, they're very long game, very, you know, RPG sort of stuff like that. Mass Anthem could have been their running project. Yes. That they always go back to, and it just hasn't gone like that. And I, oh, you know what? Like I said, community service, and if they do return, make it up to Slazo in particular. Maybe give him a free copy if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, hey, he, he, he basically played for two. I'll shield for Anthem next, sure. Oh, wow, that was easy convinced. That is my judgment on that. And uh, with that, I feel we're coming to the end of a nice lagging, be- a lagging behind without Squiggy. And you know what I, I have the, to do I love is you Squiggy. put that in the end there as well. Like, oh, it's a nice lagging behind without Squiggy. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that because I just was going to lead to hopefully returns to uh, steer the ship next week. Um, not next week, Fortnite. See, this is why he needs to steer the ship. I'm bringing extra episodes. Yeah, maybe but he'll, maybe I... he'll have played Dream Daddy and Colonel Sanders. And... Oh my god! Imagine if that's why he's missed this episode. The true reason, guys, he's and actually gone and played. The, the true reason I wasn't Dream on last Daddy. week is they were like, "Hey, Slazer, do you want to talk about love and feelings and relationships?" I was like, "Fuck no!" and ran away. <laughs> And I was like, I'm so loved up right now that I, of course, want to talk about it. And the way I'm going I, to express that love is with Dream Daddy and KFC dating sims. I was, I was very happy the Life is Strange story got brought up because I would have been was it? if it, that hadn't happened. That I had to talk about Life is Strange. It's just uh, a kiss between friends, Laura. It's just a friend it's kiss. Just a, it was just a friend kiss. Are you, honestly, I'm on the... The person I have this... I say argument. This, I, that brings it up the most. And I'm just like... Is it not me? Am I not the one who brings it up the most? Wow. You know, there's, there's one person I know who brings it up more than you, Damn. and any time they meet someone named Chloe or that, I feel like it triggers them into remembering it, which is great. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna, it's a legendary story amongst us, yes. and uh, the fact that I had to talk about it in the Valentine's Day podcast and justify there is a friend's kiss, normal kiss. <laughs> like, Laura, you're just friends macking on friends. It's fine. I didn't. I just. Oh, you know what? <laughs> just. I just don't. Like, it's a form of love, okay? Uh, Let it go. Yeah. And if people anyway, want to show you some love, Laura, where can they oh, find you? <laughs> thank you for. I was about to plug. Oh, they can find me at Laura Law, but I would say I don't actually believe in real life friends' kisses. Um, and <laughs> just so maybe don't lead with that. Um, where can they find you, Slazo? Because it's sending some friend kisses your way. Ah, oh, yeah. If you want to send me some love, just uh, tweet at Slazo King, and I will immediately block you. Uh, alternatively, <laughs> you can follow the on the other hit podcast I do at Trash Manga Cast, where uh, we have been doing more Valentine's Day fun times. And in fact, we've got an episode coming out in two days' time, which is all about polygamy, Laura. A polygamous it- manga. Who'd have thought? I'm a little scared and intrigued at the same time, which I think is your vibe. Um, <laughs> that is the vibe of that show. But I mean, what, no, what if they want to follow this show, Laura? They get to app behind lagging, where Laura will actually get her act together and tweet as more regularly as you can. But she was avoiding spoilers for something, so we got scared of that Twitter feed. <laughs> um, and that actually is a true story. But um, you will see more updates and more tweets. And also, Laura was a bit reluctant to plug the Valentine's Day episode due to the Chloe story. Because I was like, I want big numbers. But what cost? Uh, that's a joke, by the way. 
It's a joke, listeners. It's a joke. Please listen. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please continue to subscribe. Follow us all on Twitter accounts. Follow Slazer's you mag- uh, manga podcast, which will scare you, terrify you, but also be a very enjoyable experience. Say, and also subscribe to this podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. And also, because I plugged it earlier, do follow Squeaky Jolly uh, Squires, our missing host, at Squeaky Plays on Twitch. And also follow him on Twitter at John J Squires. Always got to forget that he uh, changes that. Yeah, he's, um, he's boring corporate now. He's sold out. He is, but he will hopefully be back for 20, episode 23, so that's something to look he'll forward to, am I right? And he'll be like, hey, I've played Call of Duty, I've played FIFA, <laughs> let's have a podcast! Hey! Hey, hey he's, he's, he's played Assassin's Creed, I'll have you know. Whoa! And based based on how you treat... Yeah, based <laughs> how you treated this series, I swear to God, he has the high ground here. But we've been lagging behind. Blazer and Laura edition without Squiggy. Thank you! See ya! Ciao. Bye-bye.